Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome our guest, Beth Tyler. She and her husband, Rip, were just voted as Harbor Hosts of the Year for AGLCA, so we're Excited to have Beth with us to congratulate her and to learn more about what she's been doing as a Harbor host. But before we do that, as always, I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes and Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. Before we bring Beth Tyler into the conversation, I do want to explain a little bit about our Harbor Host program because it is a great benefit of being an AGLCA member. The Harbor Host program is basically a group of volunteers, AGLCA members who have kind of raised their hands and said, I would love to help other members who are cruising through my home area on their Great Loop adventure. So it's grown from initially just a few gold loopers who wanted to continue to be involved and give back to the organization. It has now grown to over 500 volunteers all around the Great Loop route. We even have some on the West Coast who can help West Coast boaters who might be interested in learning more about the Great Loop. We've even got some in Australia who are Aussies who finished the loop and again wanted to stay involved and have assisted with information for others in Australia who are considering the Great Loop. So it's really a useful program. As I said, it started out mostly as gold loopers, and that is anybody who's completed the route. And folks just want to be able to pay it forward. So people who got help along the way wanted to be able to return that favor to those coming behind them. And that's really, uh, it started out of the need for some assistance in some places and that desire to give back. Since then, it's grown tremendously as our membership has grown, but loopers have realized you really don't have to have a tremendous amount of knowledge about the Great Loop to serve as a harbor host. So a lot of our newer members sign up as a harbor host right away. And the the idea here is that the harbor hosts are giving local knowledge. So if you've been living in an area for any amount of time, you probably kind of know the best restaurants and the, the best dentists, and you probably have a hair salon that you use. And those are the kind of uh, local information, services, places to go, and also, when possible, navigation-type local information is really helpful. So that's what the program is today. Members have access to this network of harbor hosts, and, you know, all will do as much as they possibly can. Typical is really providing information on goods and services in the local area. Those who have done extensive cruising in the local area may be able to give you some navigation tips to answer questions about the waterway. Uh, Some will go so far as to lend you their vehicle or take you with them um, on a ride to provision. A lot of them think that's a great way if they're still planning to pick your brain for a little bit and gather some information about the Great Loop. So, um, you know, some go well above and beyond and meet you at the dock, help you tie lines. Um, Some bring you a welcome bag. It's completely up to them what's in the scope of what they have the time and ability to offer. I think what I see the most, it's, it's challenging for a lot of us to reach out to somebody that we don't know to ask a question or ask for assistance. I know for myself, I would have the impression that, you know, perhaps this is a bother to the person on the other end. I want to encourage our members to reach out to Harbor Hosts 
these are people that are really eager to help. And since the program has grown and there are so many of them, there's plenty to, to divvy up the workload, so to speak. So if you have a lot of questions or if there's a lot of boats coming through the area and the harbor hosts aren't able to help, they can either pass you to the next person or give you some other quick suggestions. So I really wanna encourage our members to use their harbor hosts. That's really what they're there for. Um, I also wanna point out that the harbor hosts are volunteers. They are giving you knowledge and information based on the best of their ability. Uh, every captain has to make a decision for themselves uh, based on local conditions, whether or not, you know, for example, they want to cross a particular inlet in a day. A harbor host may be able to give you their opinion based on their local knowledge, but ultimately all they can give you is their thoughts and opinions, and each captain really needs to make that choice for themselves. So um, that's been something that's been pointed out lately, and I just wanted to make sure that's clear. We are going to bring in Beth Tyler and talk to her about her duties as harbor hosts. And then when we wrap up with Beth, I'm going to come back and give a little bit more detail for members on how you go about finding harbor hosts on the website. And also, if you are a member who is interested in being a harbor host, I can also guide you to how to sign up for that. So here we are with Beth Tyler. Beth is one half of the harbor host of the year team, Beth and Rip Tyler. So Beth, thank you for joining us and welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. So you're pretty well known actually among loopers, but go ahead for those who don't know you and Rip yet, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your great loop trip. Well, we had planned for five years in advance uh, and then started our loop in 2017. And we looped on two different boats, which is a little unusual, taking an 11 month break in 2018 to buy an outfit, the second boat. Um, and that gave us the opportunity to be harbor host for all the buddy boats and all the loopers who we had been traveling with. Um, we did finish our loop in April of 2018. And you did kind of have a unique experience because you did kind of stop in the middle there and served as a harbor host during your loop, um, which is probably one of the things that led eventually to you being har named harbor hosts of the year. So officially, congratulations. <laughs> For that, um, this is actually you. your second year in a row being nominated, and, and this year among the nominees, you received the most votes. So Rip and Beth are the Harbor Hosts of the Year. Um, what experiences did you have? Because I, I really want to focus kind of on all angles of the Harbor Host program, because these are kind of the unsung heroes, so to speak, <laughs> of AGLCA. Um, so tell me what experiences you had during your great loop with Harbor Hosts. Did you rely on Harbor Hosts? Did you contact them? Yeah. We didn't. Um, we met a few, um, but 2017 was such a good year to loop without lot closures and, and only a little bit of flooding closure at the area at the beginning. And none of the odd things that have been going on, no border closings and all the rest. It was a good year to loop. And Rip had worked so hard on getting our boat prepared that we didn't have any boat issues. Uh, one little emergency issue we had, our buddy boat took care of it for us. Um, so we really didn't. And I honestly think that I didn't didn't know what harbor hosts really were if you weren't having an emergency. Uh -huh. um, I do think harbor hosts are better known now as an entity and that you can reach out for anything. Um, for why people had been reaching out to us the first year versus this last year, we've gotten different kinds of questions instead of, 
the help kind of questions. It may just be, hey, we're thinking about going to this anchorage. What do you think? Uh-huh. You know, kind of stuff. Um, so I just I honestly think I didn't understand what Harbor hosts were to reach out. Yeah. Um, whereas now you really need, should reach out, whether you need something or not. There's always local knowledge. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I thought this was a great time to do a podcast about this. The the program really has grown a lot. Um, but what, you know, particularly given that you didn't really rely on them on your way around, what made you and Rip decide to become Harbor Hosts? Well, we sold a boat in Florida. Um, before finishing the loop, we drove home to our waterfront house on Campbell Creek in North Carolina. We just didn't want the loop to end. And we couldn't think of a better way than being harbor host to all those people we had just left behind because they all had to come past us, <laughs> or almost all of them um, had to come past us. And indeed, the first year was the year we I had 65 boats at the pier. Um, we had a blast and, and loved it. Um, and it would just sink in how much fun loopers are and how much fun it is to be able to be there and be support, whether it's, you know, a space for the dock at night or it's a question about, is this a good anchorage or when should I cross the Albemarle or what do you think about the weather tomorrow we're thinking about crossing? Uh-huh. And and Rip always would go back and research what the weather was doing on different places to find out what you really should do or when you should wait before crossing the Albemarle Sound, because most everybody was, you know, heading past us north. Right. And that's <clears throat> that's something that um, local knowledge is definitely helpful. Um, and it's it's great for you and for Rip to go and research that. Um, and I just do want to, because we've had some questions about this recently, I really do want to point out volun- Harbor Hosts are volunteers, um, and they are absolutely excited to help everyone um, with knowledge to the best of their abilities, but particularly for questions about weather or potential um, difficult crossings of sounds or inlets, each captain ultimately has to make their own decision. So harbor hosts are very happy to do exactly what Beth and Rip did, which is, you know, do some local research or have some local knowledge and give you kind of expectations based on their knowledge. Um, But it's definitely something we encourage everybody to also research on their own so they can make a good decision on things like weather and conditions out there. Um, so how long, Beth, have you and Rip, you mentioned you're on Campbell Creek in North Carolina. Um, how long have you been there acting as harbor hosts? Uh, since February of 2018, and we're about a mile, we were about a mile off the ICW, halfway between Oriental and Bellhaven, and um, literally had the ICW in sight and could watch all the boats go north and south. It's interesting that you mentioned that you could watch the boats go north and south because with Nebo, and for anyone listening who isn't familiar with Nebo, it is not AGLCA's app. It's an off-the-shelf available app, but AGLCA has adopted it as a way for members to locate each other on the water. It's got lots of other features, but one of the things I've been hearing from harbor hosts that they do are actually hearing from the nominees that this harbor host actually saw me coming on Nebo and reached out to me. Um, So... Beth, is that something that you and Rip do, or can you just see them right right from your living room? <laughs> well, the, the boats are far enough off that we could see, but without binoculars, um, we couldn't always tell even with binoculars whether there was an aglet loop or not. 
yes, I watched Nebo. We mm-hmm. kept ourselves on Nebo <clears throat> so that people could see us. And I did reach out. When I saw people down in Oriental um, or crossing over to Oriental, coming out of Moorhead City and Beaufort area, yeah, I would generally reach out um, and see if they needed anything, had any questions, you know, wanted a, yeah. a doc for the night. Because um, doing it through through Nebo, I knew they were true AGLCA members, um, right. and I felt safe in communicating with them versus the Facebook app. So yeah, I reached out often. I checked Nebo a couple times a day. Yeah, and and again, for those who are not familiar with Nebo, whether you're a member or not, you may or may not be familiar with Nebo. Um, the details of the app and a link to download it are on the GreatLoop.org website under the Connect menu. Um, and you'll find a link there to the Nebo app. Anyone who is an AGLCA member, um, as long as you set up your Nebo account with the same email address that you have in your greatloop.org account, every few days, AGLCA and Nebo sync. Um, so members are shown with an AGLCA logo on the Nebo app. So that's what Beth was saying, that she can tell someone's officially a member. I've always had some some concerns in uh our Facebook group, The Great Loop on Facebook, um, now has 20,000 people in it, and we've got 5,000 active memberships. So obviously there's a discrepancy there, um, and yeah. we're thrilled with all of the interest in The Great Loop, but we have um, had to be very strict that we don't allow Harbor Host's names to be disclosed in that Facebook group because there's three times as many people in there, um, sorry, four times as many people as these Harbor Hosts have really you know, signed up for, so to speak to assist. So that's a little bit of background on what's what's going on with the Harbor hosts. Um, so Beth, you, you mentioned that that first year you had 60 some odd looper boats stop at your dock. I'm sure that was mm-hmm. a special year because you had just come off the loop. So a lot of those people coming through were people that you knew from cruising. Right. But any right. guess in those few years time frame and also, you know, knowing 2020 was an unusual year and not as many loopers were out there. Um, but about how many loopers have reached out to you in that time that you've served as a harbor host? I, I, it's, it's a hard number to, to mm-hmm. really define. Um, I'm going to guess 125, 150 yeah. people that we have talked to, reached out to, heard from, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess over three years. I mean, this past year, few people stopped, um, and it was odd when they did because you had to have masks on and you know, in the beginning, gloves on and, you know, you stay on your boat and I'll be on the dock and mm-hmm. I'll use gloves to touch, touch your lines. Um, later, we figured out how to do dock tails again up at the house mm-hmm. and stay apart and do it safely. Um, and it, it, it's a little more fun. Yes. I'm going to talk to that maybe 70, oh God, 75, 90 people at the dock. Um, yeah, over that's that, that many years. Um, and it was fun because a lot of, there were a lot of people we had never heard of, didn't have a clue who they were. And they reached out before I saw them on Nebo and it was great. It was, yeah. It was yeah. And, and, you know, your situation, <laughs> Beth, is kind of the ideal and it's, it's unusual and, and super generous that you have a dock there um, that you've allowed members to tie up at. So that's been a great situation. Um, what are some of the things, uh, you know, so that folks can get a really good understanding of what this program is, um, what are some of the types of assistance that people have reached out to you in hopes of obtaining? 
Quite a few. Um, mm-hmm. We were certainly a safe harbor for a few boats who left Oriental and decided that the noose was too rough. They didn't want to then try the Albemarle Sound. And they bailed and said, hey, we're coming past Mayo's um, shrimp trawler place. Have you got room for us tonight? Because um, we had previously touched base and said, no, we're going to go ahead and cross tomorrow. And then at like 10 in the morning, she was on the phone or texting me going, can I take you up on that? <laughs> That's a little snotty out there today. Mm-hmm. And that was great. And that happened a couple of times. Um, we Rip certainly assisted with people who um, were looking for, they didn't want to come into a dock. They wanted to anchor. They were looking forward to it. And just, we were thinking about this anchorage. It wasn't actually on, you know, the active captain or waterway guy, but it looks like we could do it. What do you think? Um, or we're trying to hide from this wind, which anchorage do you think is going to be better for the night? We also had been up in the Chesapeake Bay area, um, married for 30 years, but Rip grew up on the Chesapeake Bay and lived there, sailed there, raced sailboats. We cruised there. Um, And we know that like a back of our hand. So a lot of people, we gave information to from where our dock or area was to get through to the Chesapeake Bay. And here's some highlights to, to look at until the group, um, the Doug Smiths and Fosters of, uh-huh. of the area chimed in and picked up on these guys. Or if we knew they needed something, we'd reach out to one of those two and say, this is who's coming through. They're looking for X or Y. We'd sort of pass on uh, the loopers as, as they moved about. But there's certain places, when do you cross from Norfolk, um, crossing from uh, across the Potomac can be um, trying in certain conditions. And RIPA gives people heads up on this is the area you want to look at, and these are the winds and currents you need to think about because it's not just one or the other because you've got the bay and the Potomac River coming together, and, and it can be rough or uh-huh. it can be fabulous. Um, RIP is also a master at electronics and a mechanical wizard. So he did do some repairs for people, made a part for somebody uh, to hold off a, a antenna on their boat, um, did some repairs on some electronics, set up some AISs and radars, helped uh, somebody with a smart plug issue. Um, and mostly we provided a dock with electric and a quiet place off the beaten path where you <clears throat> weren't worried about being at an anchorage or an anchor holding or anything else, and you weren't in a marina with a bunch of other people, you were, <clears throat> excuse me, just at a quiet dock on a quiet creek for the night. It yeah. was just like being at anchor, only you were tied up, and especially in the summer, you had electric. Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> fabulous. And all of those things I would consider above and beyond, which is, a large part of the reason that uh, Rip and Beth were voted as the Harbor Hosts of the Year. Um, Beth, what are some of the things, so if there's somebody listening who's considering being a Harbor Host and isn't sure that they have the knowledge or, you know, the kind of information, uh, what are some of the things that, in, because I get asked a lot, um, you know, well, I want to be a Harbor Host, but I'm not, what do I need to do? Um, and I usually tell people you can really do as much or as little as you're able, or as you choose to do at any particular time. Um, so what are some of the things that, you know, are kind of the basic harbor host 
services that you would you would say are provided? Um, and what are some of the you know kind of additional things you've you listed a whole lot that that you and Rip did? Um, but for somebody who's not sure whether they know enough to serve in this capacity, what are your thoughts for them? What what are kind of things should they be ready to do? I think one of the first things is to be available to answer the phone or text and see if you can help. If you don't have the answer, do you know someone local who does? I don't think a single looper expects a harbor host to solve every problem okay. or potentially the problem, if there is a problem. Um, a lot of it's local knowledge. If you're in a populated area, and somewhat close to where people would be anchoring or docked or be able to get to land, you might be able to offer services for getting people to the grocery store. <clears throat> we weren't able to do that from where we were. We were very, very remote, and I could have taken, would have taken someone to the grocery store, but reality is you were already going to be provisioned by the time you got to us because we were in the middle of nowhere. Uh -huh. um, but I think local knowledge is probably the majority of of it unless you're in a populated area. It's, uh -huh. you know, we had a couple of people who needed um, like an air conditioning person. It, as rural as we were, there was not anyone, but we could reach out to someone we trusted who then found them someone in Bellhaven. Um, or if if that person was too busy, the next spot north so that the person, the looper could plan when to get there for that appointment uh -huh. um, because it couldn't be done local, but they were okay until they got there. So a lot of it's just local knowledge. Yeah. So is there anything um, <clears throat> that you would want soon to be loopers uh, to know about the Harbor Host program as they're getting ready to get started that, you know, perhaps they might not realize? I honestly think the main thing is to, to when you get to a place, if you have any questions, think Harbor Host first instead of Google. Um, because local knowledge is going to be best. And simple questions are easy. Um, that's what we're here for. I mean, certainly if you have a problem, um, you ran aground and the props acting up and you need somebody to pull it and and redo it i mean call and ask those questions if you've got a problem or you absolutely have to get the dog to a veterinarian um or the cat call with those questions but call with the simple stuff too mm -hmm. it's just not something you normally think of i think loopers as a group are very very independent mm -hmm. and very self-assured i don't think you can make the trip if you weren't but because of that you tend not to reach out but it's okay yeah reach out. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, any advice to loopers maybe who are considering volunteering to be harbor hosts? What would you tell them as, if, as they're considering that? If you like people, do it. Um, <laughs> uh, on the East Coast, we kind of got, uh, you, along the ICW, you kind of get two seasons. You get the traditional season of loopers that pass sort of in a parade that's spread out over a couple months, who's in the spring, at least in the spring in North Carolina they're going past, you're gonna get people who start early, then you're kinda of gonna get the pack people who in a normal year would be loading up for the rendezvous in, in Norfolk. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then you're going to get the stragglers or the ones who are running late. And, and maybe they'll only go up to the Chesapeake and then turn around and go back to Florida because they're so late. But we do get along the East Coast, you're also going to get those that head back south. So we kind of got two seasons. And for us, we thought that was a blast. I mean, it was really boring when we didn't have loopers <laughs> needing us. Mm-hmm. Well, Beth and Rip Tyler, Rip, Rip is not with us today, obviously, um, but thank you for all that you've done for your fellow loopers. This um, True North Harbor Host of the Year Award is certainly well-deserved. And uh, for those who either aren't members or perhaps um, haven't been watching in the forum, Beth and Rip have recently retired their Harbor Host duties, which we are so sorry to see them go. Um, but I know, Beth, it's because you're on to some more adventures and won't be at that beautiful waterfront home anymore. You'll be on the road uh, doing some RVing. Well, we're going to split time between the RV and the boat, and we mm-hmm. are tentatively thinking about taking the boat out to the Inland Rivers to maybe Kentucky Lake area, maybe Joe Wheeler Lake. Um, so you never know. We might we could be harbor host out there. You never know. Yep. We may but see you at the fall rendezvous you, soon enough. <laughs> there you go. I will tell you that boaters, um, loopers in particular, are an amazing group of people, and we have enjoyed our time with so many people that we previously didn't know, plus the loopers that we already knew and ran with, I'd do it all over again. I will guarantee you that we got more out of it than anyone that we hosted or helped. Well, I love to hear that. And um, you're you're absolutely right. Loopers are kind of like no other group. Um, So we will absolutely see you on the water. Congratulations on this kind of next phase for you. Um, And like I said, we'll see you out there. So give Beth Uh, give Rip our best and thank you Beth for joining us today and and thanks again to to both of you for all you've done to support your fellow loopers you're very welcome we are going to play a quick commercial from one of our members when we come back I'm going to tell everyone how to find a harbor host and how to volunteer as a harbor host so if you're an AGLCA member you're going to want to stick around for the next segment we'll be right back looking for a one-stop shop for all your Pacific Northwest cruising needs Northwest Explorations is your full-service company offering bareboat charters, guided flotillas, powerboat training, service, detailing, and brokerage. Located on the Washington coast and Vancouver Island, you're covered no matter which side of the border you're on. Since yachting is the best way, in our opinion, to socially distance, we've updated our itineraries, helping get you out on the water this summer. Our flotilla cruisers offer the perfect opportunity if you can't stand the thought of another summer of no vacations. Visit nwexplorations.com to learn more. So in addition to Beth and Rip Tyler, who are the Harbor Hosts of the Year, I want to send a shout out and a heartfelt thank you to all of the Harbor Hosts around the route. All of them really go out of their way to provide assistance to their fellow loopers. Um, 2020 was a very unusual year, and there weren't as many cruisers as there normally are. Um, But thank you to all of the Harbor Hosts who helped. If you're out there cruising and you're reaching out to Harbor Host, please make note of those that go above and beyond, because when we get to 2022, we're going to be asking you for your nominations for Harbor Hosts of the Year. So please try to remember those who have gone above and beyond for you and nominate them when that nomination window opens. If you are a member and you're looking for Harbor Hosts, there are two ways to find them easily on the AGLCA website. One is to go to the Connect menu. The connect menu is all of the ways to connect with other members. So you're looking to connect with some Harbor hosts on the connect menu. You will find a link directly to Harbor hosts. 
And once on the Harbor Host page, there are links to search for them by name, by city or state, and also using the Great Loop map that's on the website. And that brings us to the other way to search for them. Um, if you're in a specific geographic area and just want to see what's close to you, you can go to the Great Loop map, which you'll find under the route menu. On the Great Loop map, you can zoom into the location that you're at. The ring buoy markers are where there are harbor hosts. So find one that's close to you, tap on that ring buoy. Uh, you will see a box pop up that says tap for more for the details. Um, at that point, you'll tap that. You're moving behind the member wall. So if you have not yet logged in at that point, you will be prompted to log in. You'll log in and you'll be shown the contact information for that Harbor host. So they're really pretty easy to find, but if you ever struggle with that, please reach out to us. Info at greatloop.org is our primary email address for technical assistance like that. And Julie or I would be happy to help you. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out is if you are interested in becoming a Harbor host, again, all it takes is local knowledge, um, willingness to help, and interest in talking to other loopers, which I know most of us have. Uh, to officially sign up, so to speak, you just go to your profile on the greatloop.org website. So that looks a little bit different depending on if you are on a computer or a mobile device. On a mobile device, you're going to tap the icon that looks like a person. On a computer, in the top right, you should see your name. You tap that. That will take you to your profile. The other alternative is to go to greatloop.org slash profile. Just type that into your browser, and it'll bring you right there. Once you're in your profile, under the Get Involved link, you will see a checkbox for Harbor Host. Just check that off. And it's easy as that. From that point on, you will be immediately shown in the searchable directory. And then the map takes a little bit more manual updating. We update that roughly once a month. So it may take a little bit longer for that information to flow through and be shown on the map. But that's all it takes to sign up as a Harbor host. We do email our Harbor hosts once a month with new member information. So if there are new members in your area, we ask them to, if they are able and have the time, to reach out to new members in their area just to say hello, welcome them, and offer any assistance. So that's basically the expectations of a Harbor host. Very easy to become one, very easy to find one. But as always, we are happy to assist you in any way if you need it. So we'll stop there for today. We want to thank you for listening once again. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.